what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello everyone, this is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one and only shot the Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Breck, aka Mr. Clangin and Bangin. And you're listening to... You are listening to... You are listening to... Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Broken But Glorious. Yeah. So hello everyone, it's Steven Jackson, aka DJ215. I'm the standing host of BBG Wrestling this week as Chris is indisposed and Nick is indisposed. So you've got DJ today for you. So I hope you all enjoy listening to me today rather than on a fight review or on an interview. And I am delighted, as always, to be joined by the Playboy Prince of Pro Wrestling, Lance Rivera. So how are you doing, Lance? Hello, I'm not too bad. I feel like the, the last man standing of uh, the BBG <laughs> podcast this week. <laughs> it's um, it's pretty. Uh... Everyone. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like everyone's getting uh, getting called uh, called up, and then all of a sudden, you know, like we just said off air, I was asked the question, "Do you want to uh, host the show?" And I was like, "Because Nick's out, and then Chris obviously are out." So I was like, "Yeah, all right." And as long as Lance is there, then I'm fine. So me and Lance are here today, and I think we, uh, you know, it was like we just said off air. It was great being with you on the uh, Royal Rumble episode of um, early this year, which I recommend everyone goes and listens to because it was great fun with all four of us. And um, you know, I can't wait to just get into some of the news this week. And thank you, Chris, as well for letting me host the show. You know, it's a great honour. And you know, I'm trying not to quake here while I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, you truly flatter me though the way you speak about me. You've already spoken spoke about me nicely the, uh, than than anybody ever has. Oh, I, I try my you best. You made me feel all warm inside. <laughs> I try my best, you know. But no, it was it was great, and you know, I, I think um, it was just being. I think the main thing is just being able to talk about wrestling with people, and just that we. I think there was no kind of. Um, it, it didn't feel uncomfortable in any way. It just naturally flowed the whole conversation, and just because we were talking about a subject we all enjoyed, like the Royal Rumble, it just really, really, you know flowed really well and it was just i was waiting for the day to come back on and you know it just so happens i'm the i'm the host now for this week so uh you know it's exciting and um what have you been up to this week anyway this bank holiday we just said off air we enjoyed it did you have a good one i did yeah i got to go out have a few drinks i had a, had a good time mm. how was yours how was yours yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, just a shame about the about the weather. Um, you know, I didn't go out for any any drinks just yet, but you know, I went out into town for a little bit and got a new got a new jacket and you know, got a, yeah, you know, went to next, went to next, Ooh, next, bloody next. hell, only for a work jacket, not like a not a blazer, but a a nice a, a nice uh, bomber jacket. I needed a new one, so I went oh, to what next, and, uh, what a, a dark navy blue, a dark navy bloody blue. Hell. And yeah. the next for that? Yeah. Splashing the cash, Jesus. Absolutely. I've been saving it all during COVID. I've had nothing else to do. <laughs> but um, no, it was good. And there were lots of lots of wrestling as well, which we'll get into. You know, um, there was everything, I think, going on. There was New Japan. There was bits from AEW. There was obviously WWE. It was, you know, and uh, just a bumper week of you know, wrestling in general, you know, with stuff going on everywhere. So, you know, I think the the one I'm most excited to talk about, first of all, before we get into anything else, as we just said off air, and, you know, is 
Daniel Bryan now is banned from SmackDown. So, you know, Daniel Bryan is no more of the blue brand and he's been banished in his title versus career match after facing Roman Reigns and, you know, the whole speculation now of where he's going to go and uh, dream matches afoot, hopefully, if he goes to NXT, which I hope, you know, will happen. Are you the same? I really hope he goes to NXT, but do we really trust WWE to go through with it? I don't know, really. I think, you know, it's a it's a brave move. And what I'd be interested in is, I was thinking about this actually um, earlier today, but it was 10 years since he actually debuted in WWE. It'd be cool, and he debuted on NXT. So it'd be cool to see him go back there after 10 years and see now the brand's changed from what it was like before, where it was people rolling over beer kegs and, you know, trying to, you know, speak to people on microphones. They're chatting people up on microphones. I can't remember. Or, like, tell jokes or something terrible. Yeah, and all that. I don't know about a moustache or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be um, interesting to see how it uh, it pans out now. Um, I hope it does happen. I mean, you know, the, the thing is, is that he, um, I mean, he's wrestled so many people in WWE and then the NXT roster has so many people who, you know, he's either wrestled very briefly before he came to WWE or you know, people I'd like to see him wrestle. So I hope it does happen. You know, I'd love to see him face... Um, the one guy I'd love to see him face is uh, Johnny Gargano. I think he'd have an absolute banger with Johnny Gargano. Oh, it'd be unbelievable, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd love just... to see him wrestle Tommaso Ciampa as well. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. The, uh, you know, the, the Black Heart and the, uh, you know, the the Daniel Bryan and stuff, that'd be... That'd be crazy. That's what I hadn't thought of, actually. I thought of Adam Cole as well. Adam Cole would be amazing. Oh, that'd be, that'd be filthy. That'd be awesome. And, oh, that'd be uh, unbelievable. It'd be awesome as well if um, he somehow started a new stable with um, after he was with Roderick Strong in Ring of Honor and stuff, if they somehow got him in there again with Roderick Strong as those guys are just, after they've not wrestled for so long as well, they'd be they'd be sweet together. You know, I think that'd be great. Um I think he's crazy as well. I think he's been there for 10 years. Like, 10 years in WWE. Like, you wouldn't have... You know, and obviously he retired briefly, didn't he? And he was on, he was on commentary and stuff, but... Well, he made his debut in WWE in... Was it 2002? 2003? Yeah, something like that, wasn't it? He, um, when yeah, he wrestled John Cena? Yeah, he, um, he was on... It was a SmackDown or, or Velocity. Was Velocity. Or yeah, Velocity. Yeah, Um and when he was a young, the young American dragon and stuff, and then you know from there, so it's uh, been a long time. You know, I think it's exciting as well that he. Um, I mean, that I'm I'm enjoying the new because I was looking into it after everyone said on Twitter as well. Like I said I don't avidly watch WWE, but I follow it and stuff. And Roman Reigns' new theme, you know, Roman Reigns and all that, and you know, I think this new character turn for Roman Reigns as well with you know like Paul Heyman and everything. I think it's really great and you know i think the matches he's had with daniel bryan brian danielson have always been standouts and are you enjoying his new theme as well do you think it fits him i thought it was strange at first but i, I, I kind of like it I, yeah i wasn't it wasn't what i was expecting no no but I, I kind of like it i think it suits him it um it definitely is more of a you know i think after you get so used to someone with a particular a particular theme and then they suddenly suddenly change it kind of takes you by surprise when it suddenly happens on them um, you know on on the uh, on tv i'm trying to think who it was whose theme suddenly suddenly changed and i was it might have been randy orton actually when he went from um when he went from uh burning my light into uh voices and it was like what what's going on here <laughs> but then CM Punk's as well that was a bit of a 
Oh, okay. Yeah, a week after it was meant to it was meant to be banished from WWE again, banished from WWE, never be seen again, and then he came back a week later with a new theme when he was on the entrance ramp after he was meant to have taken the WWE championship home. <laughs> like, well thank oh. you very much. <laughs> when you put it like that, you, you make it sound make it sound bad. Oh, no, no. No. It, it was it was cool though when he came out to call. We all got a bit excited about it, didn't we? We did. We did. And when they played it live at WrestleMania 29 as well, when he exactly, went out to yeah. Undertaker, that was crazy. Um, I think it's good, though, that he's definitely, Roman's definitely kind of going down the new direction. And, you know, I think as well with the whole title versus career thing, it obviously will lead into something down the, down the line. And, um, you know, it'd be cool if they had another match, you know, either at WrestleMania and stuff or, you know, somewhere like SummerSlam or something, that'd be... That'd you be could cool definitely see it happening, couldn't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, Say if Brian won the NXT title and then wrestled him at Survivor Series. Oh, wow, that'd be awesome. Like, um, was it... Was it It was Brock won it and AJ who fought with that title versus title at Survivor Series, I think, or am I getting... No, it's just Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, I was trying, but that'd, that'd be awesome at Survivor Series, actually. That'd be great. Um, just for the points and they could have a three way match even like yeah I don't know who'd be WWE champion but that'd be great oh yeah that'd that'd be great I'd love that Um, I think as well the other thing with Brian going down into NXT as well it's kind of like it'll um, it'll test him as well I think because like I just said with having so many guys down there I mean he's been on Smackdown for so long that then going down there he might again take a completely new direction in terms of what his character's going to be like because he's so versatile in what he can do, you know, and just, um, you know, I wonder if he'll choke out any of the announcers with his tie again like he did do on Raw all those years ago with Justin Roberts. It'd be fantastic if he did, just to call it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, love that. That. I, don't, I don't think there's any true test for Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan just turns up and does what he wants. He does. You can't test Daniel Bryan. There's no testing Daniel Bryan unless you... Even if he wrestled someone who's just been wrestling for a week, he'd, he'd sort them out. It'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> he um, he just doesn't. I just, I, I just think it's insane. Just that he has been, like I said, wrestling for so long, and he's just so, still so good, but just so like versatile in what he can do, and he can just wrestle any, you know, wrestle anybody. And you like Rome, you know, obviously Roman as well, like. You know, people obviously have always, always. I've never been down on Roman Reigns. I think Roman Reigns is great. You know, like I said on the Royal Rumble episode, and you know, I thought him and Brian have always had great chemistry. Like when they were in the Shield and Team Hell No and stuff, and then you know, coming into singles stuff, it's been it's been awesome. And you know, I think as well, what's exciting is the whole being banned from SmackDown and being you know title versus career thing. Although it is kind of a old school kind of wrestling storyline it kind of is exciting because you know it's brian as well it's like it's daniel brian who's involved in it it's not like it's someone you don't care about so you know you want to see him and see where he'll go you know i think well, it, i thought i thought edge was going to get involved yeah i i thought edge was going to come back to get involved in it because edge yeah. he's not really been on tv since has he no um you know it's um i haven't seen i don't know i I mean like i said i don't watch it avidly but i haven't heard much about him in terms of where he's been and stuff and what's been you know going on but yeah i was the same in that i thought there'd be some kind of shenanigans involved in you know edge getting in there and and doing something you know but obviously he isn't a part of it yet you know it could be an nxt he might suddenly turn up and then it might be takeover and then edge suddenly turn up for takeover that which would be awesome 
I think Edge in that'd be mad, wouldn't it? Yeah, Edge in NXT. It'd be him and Daniel Bryan versus Edge in uh, NXT. That'd be awesome. That'd be absolutely mental. It'd be crazy. In a in a um, career versus career match, or, or title versus career again, like Roman Reigns, or some crazy. You can't keep booting Daniel Bryan off shows. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Two or five live, or you can go from there. Two and or five live with Daniel Bryan. <laughs> you end up ratings off, I reckon. To be fair. <laughs> He'd, uh, he'd end up everywhere but that'd be awesome though as well if uh, you know Edge suddenly when they got fans back in as well if it was TakeOver and Edge ran through the you know ran through the crowd and speared him oh, or something and then oh, don't, don't give me hope like that <laughs> plays the old old um, Edge and Christian version of their song oh yeah like. yeah that'd be, that'd be, that'd be so I'd love it good. that'd be so good and um, you know I think with um, you know as well with, with him you know you don't know like in terms of how he'll, whether he'll be coming down as a, well, if he does go to NXT, that is, whether he'll be humble, whether he'll be, you know, sort of full of hatred or whether he'll be a, you know, a face or a heel or, you know, how it's going to pan out as well. So I think. Might be a tweener. Might be. Might be. He might decide that he's going to, you know, one day go one way and then one day go the other way and we have to decide what we want to, you know, what we want to do and where we want to go. I think um, he's full of variety. You know, and it's exciting as well that he's um, definitely brought buzz to me watching WWE. You know, and Finn Balor, you know, another guy as well, obviously, Finn Balor, if he's still the NXT champion, that'd be, you know. No, that's a title match, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Daniel Bryan against anybody in NXT would be awesome. You know, anybody. It'd be a, a classic in the making. And, um, you know, one of those ones where I definitely, I mean, the other one as well. Uh, we can't not say about NXT without uh, mentioning, you know, uh, Volta, the current NXT. Oh, champion. no, that'd be a good match. Oh, my God. That'd be... That'd, Unbelievable. That'd be dirty. I imagine if anyone's ever seen the matches he had in Ring of Honor against Takeshi Morishima, where it was literally, you know, Brian Danielson oh getting God. the... Ten, you know, ten bells knocked out of him and his eye getting kicked out of his face, then I think it'd be a similar... Uh, you know, similar brutality. Um, you'd want it to be, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. You'd oh, want. Oh my god! I saw that shot again on Twitter of um, when Ryan had been in the um, Royal Rumble like the longest time, and his chest was all beat red, and he was you know covered in bruises and welts and you know red marks and stuff. And you'd want that. You just want it to be an absolute. He's walk. just hard, isn't he? Yeah, he's solid. You know, he's just like... hard. Is I was going to say something then, but I don't know. <laughs> But uh, he's hard as fuck. Yes, <laughs> he is. Chris can deal with the edit here. He can. He can. We're, we're, he yeah, <laughs> he's hard as fuck. He is. He literally is. Like the, the, you know, when you've seen him, you know, like when he faced Kenta and he got his shoulder dislocated and he was getting kicked to, you know, oh. smithereens, and when him and you know Nigel bashing each other's heads against one another and he bashed up and hard. I mean it's crazy like he shouldn't have been doing it you know but like you know he is he is hard and then like you know, obviously the bumps he took in is taken like in you know WWE and the matches he's had against like Sheamus and uh, you know um, Cesaro and stuff like the stuff they've done you know he's, he is just hard he's, he wouldn't like and him and Walter would just be because he can he can give it as much as he can take it as well that's the thing I love about him is that he can land some st- you know, kicks what you know, you know, leave a 
leave a lasting mark on you to, you know, <laughs> for a long time. And, you know, I expect him and Walter would be, you know, a match which uh, I'd definitely want to see. Definitely. Um, and it'd be great to see him with the UK Championship as well, because it'd be great to see him in the, you know, the UK, um, which then leads us into the, you know, next discussion we'll have after we mention our sponsor. Do today's podcast is presented by Bruce. It is an electric toothbrush that will change the way you think about brushing your teeth. With the powerful sonic technology, ultra-gentle bristles, and the brush redefines what it means to have super clean teeth. It's like having that feeling when you just leave the dentist. A fresh, whole mouth clean every single day. Our listeners get 15% off their total purchase with the code POD15. Follow the link in the show notes and enter the code POD15 to get your exclusive discount and upgrade your oral care routine. This is Royce ISAAC dollar sign one half of the wild cards and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. And like I said, it kind of brings us in after we're talking about obviously NXT UK and, you know, obviously Brian and, and Volta into a discussion which has been taking place over the whole past few weeks really about what we want from British wrestling when we're able to sort of head back into arenas and when British wrestling is kind of able to start up again proper, you know, um, it's an exciting time, you know I mean? Like as, as silly as it, it sounds like yesterday I was watching the snooker of all things up in Sheffield and seeing all those people in the crucible, you know, and hearing that energy from all of the audience was just phenomenal packed house and everything. And, you know, it was like, normality i mean obviously everyone were wearing masks so it wasn't as you know they didn't look like kane or anything like that you know we're talking like those kind of masks but you know like face masks but um you know it was it was exciting and i mean like for you as a as a wrestler like are you would you this is a question i've actually asked a lot of people when i've interviewed them which i'll get into later on but like when you would you be able to wrestle without fans there like what's been going on like on tv and stuff or would you find that too hard to do as a wrestler like do you feed off the fans too much to be able to properly enjoy it in that sense do you think well it, it was a thing that we, i was meant to be doing for wrestle island um in the Wirral. we were meant to be recording some shows behind closed doors but it, it hasn't come to fruition yet but i was really excited for it actually because i thought it's going to be a really different experience yeah and I've, as weird as it sounds, I was I was really excited to do it. Yeah. And it's, um, it was just something exciting. to test yourself. Yeah. It was so, something that when you look back, you can be like, this is what wrestling was like in 2020, and this is what we have to deal with. And you look back and be able to be like, it did a good old, it did an all right job, like without yeah. fans there. Yeah. And I've had to wrestle in training before where we've had no fans. We've only had other trainees. Yeah. And I thought it'd be similar. It's um, definitely one of those things where, you know, I think not having an audience there doesn't hinder anything in terms of a viewing experience at home. But I think, because obviously you can watch it on a TV, but I think there's just, like when I was watching the snooker yesterday, there's just such an energy what people can feed off. Excuse yeah. me, such an energy people can feed off. And just such a, it's so kind of, instinctive i think as well things happen what you know when when an audience is there what wouldn't happen you know without anyone there and you know i think with british wrestling as well with us obviously being behind closed doors and obviously having to lock down and do all that kind of stuff actually going to wrestling will be such a 
great thing to do and such a fun thing to do with because all the fans who will be going will be fans who want to enjoy wrestling as well. I don't think there'll be anyone there who kind of won't enjoy the experience of going. And, you know, I can't wait to, you know, go to wrestling shows and, you know, see live wrestling and just be there in the audience and just actually enjoy it, you know, and hear it, you know, rather than watching it on a screen, you know. And I think what I want most from British wrestling, I think, is just for the momentum what was there just before the covid pandemic hit to come straight back you know and i know there's a lot of um guys who are now in um you know like you've got nxt uk and obviously you've got aw like with uh pack and you've got um will osprey over in new japan who won the belt and stuff it'd be great to kind of keep that momentum going and you know see people touring as well and coming back to the uk you know, um, I don't just mean international wrestlers, but I mean British wrestlers as well after they've been abroad and stuff. I think it'd be great, you know. Um, and I think we're very lucky as well in the UK in that a lot of wrestlers actually want to come and wrestle here as well, in that they say, you know, I want to come to the UK, I want to wrestle in the UK because it is such an exciting place to, you know, to wrestle. And there's so yeah, many independents. Yeah, comments about the, yeah, get the comments about how passionate our crowd are. Yeah. How, actually up for it compared to other places yeah crowd are yeah i think that'll be even more so now because obviously people have been behind closed doors i think it'll be much like you know raw after mania which is essentially just like you know a 24-hour you know sort of uh party straight after wrestlemania with just all the you know english fans there just doing all the you know all the stuff i think there'll be a lot of beach balls going around the arena and a lot of you know random chanting happening and you know i think it'll be you know, definitely a exciting, you know, an exciting time to go to shows and independent shows. You know, there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of wrestlers. I mean, obviously, like Chris has interviewed a lot of people, and there's a lot of wrestlers who, you know, had to stop wrestling because of the pandemic, including yourself, who are ready yeah. to get back in the ring. And there's a lot of independent promotions as well, which were either just about to start or, you know, had to be cut, or there's ones which are coming up, which, you know, um, definitely people can go and, you know, go and see. And also, I think if the weather, well, it's not nice today, and you can't hear it now because it's terrible weather today if you're listening to this, <laughs> but if the weather stays nice <laughs> as well, it'd be cool if they could, like, um, some places, I think it'd be cool if they could do shows, you know, outside as well, like, like in the summer, just because obviously, you know, although it's cool being in an arena, I think just because of being restricted inside, I'd like to see some shows take place, like, outside in, like, unique venues and stuff like you know unique kind yeah. of settings i think that'd be fun as well um 100 yeah 100 that'd be that'd be great have you actually I've ever wrestled outside carnival. yeah i wrestled a lot of carnival shows yeah so i've wrestled like a, a lot outside and uh it's it's an interesting one especially if it rains yeah <laughs> i've always have you ever seen those pictures of um okada and suzuki wrestling in the rain the draw in the downpour <laughs> I've I've always said to people when it's been raining, can someone please just get a picture of me like that? Yeah, just just so I can put it on my Instagram. Yeah, I am. Uh, I'm still yet to get a picture like that because <laughs> everyone kind of just dispersed when it rains, and I'm like, yeah, guys, where are you going? <laughs> Come back. <laughs> Would you want to be facing Suzuki if it was in the rain? Of course, <laughs> I'd wrestle Suzuki in any weather. Let it snow, and I'll wrestle Suzuki. He's a scary <laughs> man, but. I'm more than willing to sacrifice myself. Oh, um, 
is a scary man. Is a this and he's another wrestler as well, much like Brian Danielson. You can't believe he's been wrestling for as long as he has and how good he is for how you know how long he's been wrestling and you know it's I remember unbelievable. it is unbelievable and like he he those are the kind of guys I can't wait to come back to the UK like when when they came over to you know the UK like the New Japan guys you know like oh, with uh, Rev with Rev yeah with Rev Pro Rev Pro yeah, yeah. um you know and, and you know you had guys like uh, Tanahashi and Suzuki obviously and it was wrestling with Zack at the time because they were the Rev Pro tag belt they had the Rev Pro tag belts and Ishii and um Sakura, uh, sorry, sorry, not Sakura, but Shibata, sorry, who faced, um, was it Matt Riddle, I believe he faced, was it Matt Riddle, I'm trying to think. Oh my god, this is going back quite a while now. Yeah, I think it was Matt Riddle. Um, But yeah, just, you know, that that would be awesome just to see. I would love, you know, in a packed arena, just everyone to be singing Minoru Suzuki's theme and seeing him coming down the, coming down to the ring. It'd be amazing. You know, I was only seventeen it. when Shibata wrestled Matt Riddle. Wow! <laughs> so I, I can't remember. I just had to. I just had a Google quickly, <laughs> and it's all the way back in uh, January twenty seventeen. Yeah, I remember. It. Yeah, about twenty seven. I was about to say twenty seventeen. Yeah, when Matt I was Riddle just was about to turn eighteen. Wow! Yeah, I remember that, and I remember the the photos of, like you said, drawing the downpour and that great shot of him oh, where unbelievable eyes. It's Suzuki's eyes. He's just got these crazed eyes. What are just, they're just like Shingo. Shingo's got that kind of a face where he just he. I am um, interviewed. Um, I interviewed a, a wrestling uh, photographer called Kane Wharton for the Wrestling Estate, who I write for. And yeah. I, one of the questions I asked him, I said, "Who's the favorite person you've taken photographs of?" And he said, "Without doubt, Shingo, because his face in every photograph is just so expressionate. And like Suzuki, it's all in his eyes. You can just see the passion, and you can just see the aggression, and the it's all there. You know what I mean? And just seeing Shingo come back to the UK as well would be incredible. You know, the dragon that'd be that'd be. I something. like to just think um, he's his favorite because he's never photo- uh, photographed me." So <laughs> that's 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 what I'm going with. Just because he's never photographed me. No, no. He um he he's over in uh, Atlanta. Uh, no, not Atlanta. Sorry, no, sorry. Okay, and he's over in uh, New Jersey. So you know, we well, might. He better get over here then. I'm gonna say we'll see if we can get him. He's been vaccinated. He told me so he could come over here and he could uh, take some photographs here in the UK. No, uh, now that I like the sounds of this. Yeah. See if we can get you outside, like Suzuki in the rain, <laughs> or we could get a spring. Yes. We could get a sprinkler system, couldn't we? <laughs> I'll get a hose. A hose yeah, yeah. We're like Gilberg, where we've all got sp- we've all got sprinklers, and we've all got um, you know, we've all got hose pipes, and then you know, coming out to the ring with the rain, just so you can take the shot. It'd be brilliant. The um, no, I like the sounds of that. I'm I'm more than up for this. <laughs> we need to come up with a show name. That's what we need to do. Something, something around uh, rain. We need to come. We need to come up with. But I can't. Rivera in the rain. Rivera in the rain. There we go. <laughs> Book it. The Rivera rave in the rain. <laughs> Too many hours. That you could face the rainmaker as well. There we go. And we'll have, Jonathan, go. We'll have Jonathan Ross commentate. <laughs> Or Mauro Ranallo, we could have. Couldn't we? Mauro Ranallo and Jonathan Ross, because Jonathan Ross can't say his ass, and we'll just take the piss out of him for, for three hours. <laughs> oh, that'd be brilliant. Um, you know, it'd be so. Because I mean, you know, that's the thing I think as well with 
that's the thing what's been so hard, I think, for British fans is that, you know, we we thrive off having our own community of wrestling, um, you know, wrestlers and wrestling community and just wrestling promotions and not having that happening and having to see all this stuff from afar. It's been hard. It's been hard for me as a wrestling fan, you know, not being able to see British wrestling and not being able to see... I mean, obviously, we've got NXT UK, but it's not the same. You know, it's not the same mm. in a way. Um, you know, and then... No, it's not, because it's in a BT studio as, as well, so there's no... It feels manufactured a bit, doesn't it, at that point? Yeah. Because yeah. there's no crowd at all, even though I have been enjoying it when I have watched it. Yeah. Um, it feels very much kind of, like you said, you, you can tell it's behind closed doors and more of a TV, you know, TV production kind of thing. It doesn't, it, it feels very, um, it just feels distant in a way, I think. I think yeah. it doesn't feel like you would hope, like when you see those NXT takeovers where they were in the UK, like in, um, you know, like Blackpool when it was the UK tournament or, you know, like in, um, in Wales and stuff, you'd have a really rabid crowd. But it, and although it is enjoyable to watch, doesn't have the same atmosphere as having British fans there because we've got our own sort of little things we do, you know, ourselves and, you know, which people have taken like, you know, for themselves and you know, it's uh, it's exciting you know I mean, like in terms of you as well, I was listening to the previous show and you've got some bookings coming up, is there anything else what has come on the cards, what you're looking forward to taking on, any further shows you're going to be attending, sorry not attending and um, wrestling on? Uh, not not currently, but we're waiting to see what happens. Uh, waiting for some dates to be announced, and we'll uh, we'll see about it soon. Hopefully, just just waiting on things to get to that point where we don't have to worry about the roadmap changing. They like to call it the roadmap, yeah. and uh, every, everything going. So all that stuff that you've had planned, scrap it, mate. You're going back inside. Yeah, we so, don't. We're gonna like, get. Ro- Come on, sorry. So I was about to say, we're going to get a roadblock. Oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Had to say it. Had to be there. But yeah, no, hopefully soon we'll have more of an idea of when things are going to be going ahead. Yeah. A lot, a lot of the stuff that I've got um, booked at the moment is in the uh, the back end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but hopefully there'll be more, more dates in the middle and sooner kind of time i'm hoping anyway i'm really hoping i I just want to be on a show (laughs) oh yeah you know i mean i want to be at a show i want to be there and you know i'd love to be able to come and see you and you know i'd love to be able to just just be there for it like i've said this to all the people i've interviewed i just want to be able to actually you know go to a show when you've been hampered from from going to one and just be with fans and just enjoy the the atmosphere and just you know be there and you know take photos and just you know, see stuff happening live, you know, of the moment rather than it just being, you know, through social media or through the TV, you know. Um, I had what to say I'm that. What I'm hearing here is that there's a market for underground wrestling. There is, definitely. And someone should take advantage of that, not me, because I don't want to go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, <laughs> we, we can't call it Lucha Underground. Or Brit Underground doesn't have the same ring to it, Um um, we'll have to think. Underground Fight Club. Underground Fight Club, like like Triller Fight Club. What was on the other week with Jake Paul and uh? Oh god, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the the greatest boxing match of all time. Exactly, that's the one. <laughs> all I thought of when I saw that was um, you know, South Park with Jesus versus Satan. I was all like, <laughs> he took a dive, <laughs> Mr. Oh Garrison. Oh my god! 
Oh my god. <laughs> That's all I thought of when it ended seeing him leaving the arena. I just thought of that completely. I'm going to take all your money and everything and all that. That's all I thought of. (laughs) (laughs) Just, uh, yeah, so that was, uh, no, that was something. But no, that definitely. So we've got to have Rivera in in the rain with the Rainmaker and Mizunora Suzuki and Underground Fight Club. With, uh, it, so- it sounds like it sounds like a good plan, but I feel like we've, we've kind of ruined it by talking about it on a podcast in front of um, a lot of people. We can ask for sponsors. That's the thing. We can we can openly ask for sponsors here on the podcast. I bet Chris doesn't expect this when he listens to the show back that we're going to start BBG wrestling and we could you know brand it all and everything, sideline it and everything. It'd be brilliant. You know. Oh my God. As long as Boris Johnson doesn't find out, it's all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. But it, we could ring him. Apart from his phone number was up for 15 years, wasn't it? So we missed out oh on that. Oh my God, it was, wasn't it? I know. I'm sure we can find it. it. I know. The phone book's still online. This is proper randomness. But at work the other day, I right. couldn't find the phone number for this person. And I thought, I wonder if the phone book still exists. So I typed into Google the BT phone book and it's online. So you can actually still have the phone book online. And I found the person's number and I called them at work. I couldn't believe it. I didn't know the phone book still exists. That's crit. No. Yeah, no. look for it now on Google. Type in BT phone book on your phone and it'll come up. I swear to God. Find a pit. Oh my God, what? I know. I'm looking for myself. I hope it doesn't come up. <laughs> no, it hasn't come up. It's come up with a lot of other people. Yeah. Same, same last name as me, but not, not me. <laughs> Which is quite strange because I put in my address and apparently I'm not in it. <laughs> Apparently my family does not exist and we don't live where we live. That's unknown. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't <laughs> I don't want someone random being able to find my number in the phone book. I know, it's is proper weird, that, isn't it? Is that how like, these telephone marketers work? Do you reckon they just go through the DC phone book and just ring everyone? I don't know. Like I, I don't know at all, but I literally just thought to myself, because it was, it, I just thought, I wonder if it still exists. Like, they must, just because, you, you know, one of them things. And then it occurred to me, I was thinking, I wonder if they've, got one to hand and that's like what you just said they do they just ring people and then they just see who answers you know but um you know like i said the uh the phone if anyone you know the phone book still exists you know there's a lo- another little factoid for you there everyone listening you know that uh as well as booking shows you can find people in the phone book if you want and you can ring people you know but we're not giving out our addresses or anything like that so i'm not in the phone book so you can't find me no, I don't know if I'm there. I haven't looked for myself yet. I'm not like on like on Google where you search for yourself. Um, you ever done it? I did I, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am I there. Started wrestling. I yeah. uh, I uh, did it at college. <laughs> <laughs> to be like, hey guys, look at this, and I just whack it out. <laughs> people didn't believe me at first, so I started typing in my, my name, and people were like, oh, I was like, yeah, have a look at that. <laughs> And then people would look up their own name, and I'd be like, "Bet you don't come up," and they didn't. Oh. <laughs> so I felt dead important when I was at college. So it is funny. No one else would come up. It would just be me, just in my tights. <laughs> I'd I'd be buzzing off it. It'd be my proper party trick. <laughs> it still is actually at work. I'm still like, "Yeah, look at this. Look at me on Google. <laughs> Google me. Have a look. It's proper David Brent." <laughs> <laughs> Like when you when he's pointing at um Flat Eric in the car, like pointing, <laughs> like you've got it on your phone. No, I was thinking more like you know he's got I've got a Haitian. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's me. I'm going. I've got an Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Have a look at this. 
<laughs> look at me YouTube, have a look. I don't need to be it. <laughs> got, a got a podcast over there. Brilliant. It's uh yeah, but I have to have listen to this and think to me, what a knob idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm listening to this thinking, what an absolute clown. Yeah. I have done that though, I have Googled myself and if you do if you do look for me then you can find me on you know, about wrestling and stuff, which is pretty cool, really, you know, and, and I wouldn't have expected that. So I am I am there, uh, as well as a, um American football player called Stephen Jackson as well, which is pretty weird. So, you know, um, people who don't know me might think, and they haven't seen my photo, might think kind of an American football player as well. So, you know, um, you which are. is... Well, the problem is, is that wearing glasses, there's some, I have to, <laughs> you know, hide them underneath the visor, you know, like um, <laughs> the helmet. But... Um, <laughs> Dangerous work, but someone's got to do it, haven't they? Someone has, yeah. Someone has to. You know, we're taking taking chances, and you know, we're taking risks for COVID. You know, why not? You know, it's uh, that time. But um, and the lenses on in the Super Bowl would be fine. Oh yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. You know, I'd love that. Hello, this is RP Davis, and you're listening to BBG Wrestling. The big news, obviously, over the weekend was um, wrestling uh, Dontaku, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Dontaku, I believe that's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and although um, I'm still yet to watch the um, the shows, I have heard the main news, which is that Jay White um, has won the his first ever Never Openweight Championship, which was meant to be a phenomenal match against uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi, which I'm really glad about. And um, Will Ospreay, fellow Brit defended the um, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against um, longtime rival uh, Shingo, who we mentioned earlier, Shingo Takage. Um, what do you think of the new IWGP World Heavyweight title belt design as well? I may as well ask you on air. What do you think about it? I like it. It reminds me of something, though, that a Power Ranger would wear. I thought the same thing. I thought it looked, I, I thought it looked like... Um, you know, it, it looked. What was funny was because of how gold it is, it looks like one of those toy WWE um, belts you get with an action figure, as opposed to one you would actually find, you know, in a wrestler, you know, as a wrestler oh, or like a like big chase you know, belts. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Your gold. Yeah, yeah, one of them. Um, I've grown to kind of in like it a little bit more. I mean, it's a it's an unusual well, I mean, it's an unusual design it's a different design in it from the previous two but i think it's you know it's yeah, osprey it's wears it well you know i was um, so in love with that the uh the, those two the previous two yeah so i was beautiful. a little bit gutted when they changed it they were, they were oh my god they were fantastic belts i love the um white strap ic mm. belt and naito just throwing it in the air all the time and just trashing the thing i love that <laughs> got a lot of time for it he did um but no, I, I I I've grown to like it a little bit more. I wasn't on um, I wasn't a fan of it at first, but I have grown to like it a little bit more. I mean, if someone asked me to wear it, I wouldn't say no. I'd be like, yeah, no, yeah, give it to me. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not going to turn it down. No, no. Um, <laughs> really, it's a really pretty belt though, and I, I like like you say, I do I do agree that Osprey carries it well. Yeah, he does. Um, it definitely fits him like a glove, you know, around his shoulder and stuff, and it looks. Yeah. It looks great, um, you know, and he, he definitely. Um, I can't wait to watch him against Shingo. So uh, I mean, obviously, we've just said that he defended it, but I haven't seen it. I mean, their previous matches as well, just phenomenal. I can't wait to see, you know, the next match between the two. And although obviously 
spoiler alert if anyone's listening, you know, but I'm not, to be fair, in this world of social media and different time zones, spoilers are spoilers, you know, at the end of the day, I think, you know, if that's the way it is, you know, I don't, we had to a few cope, days now, to be fair. yeah, and also we had to cope with, you know, WWE pay-per-views and we still do happening at four o'clock in the morning when we've got to go to work, you know, so it's just one of them things, you know, I think I've just become more accustomed to it and I mean, obviously, the big news as well, like I said, was Jay White winning the Never Openweight title after, I believe now he's Grand Slam champion and he's won the he's won the US belt, and IWGP US belt. He's won the IWGP uh, heavyweight belt. I believe he's won the Intercontinental Championship belt as well. And now he's the yeah. Never Openweight champion. So He's the, I believe... He's either the first or second man to win all four titles. Yeah. I think he's the first, actually. I don't think, because, yeah, Kenny Omega didn't win Never Belt, did he? I think he is the first man to do it. So I, believe, he, um, I believe so. Yeah. So he's a, you know, big um, congratulations to him. And I, I love Jay White. I've always thought Jay White was an awesome wrestler and an awesome character. And I've always thought him and Tanahashi have always had great chemistry. Um, and I think he's he. fantastic. He is. He's a great, great worker. I really enjoy his stuff. I do. I think it was a travesty that they took the belt off him so early on when he'd won the world title. Um, and that he, I always said in terms of opening, like they talk about forbidden doors and stuff, but that, um, because he's from New Zealand and obviously Oceania, that market was perfect. Like him going on a tour as the IWGP world, you know, world at the time, uh, IWGP heavyweight champion and stuff that would have been amazing and I know that didn't happen and he's worked really hard and he's really basically reinventing himself to the point now where he probably is the most I mean it, we thought he was going to WWE didn't we at one point you know and obviously yeah. he stayed in New Japan and made a massive name for himself now you know I think he him and Will Ospreay will be awesome. I mean, I think they've wrestled before a long time ago, but that would be awesome at one at some point, you know, if they can do that um, down the have line. Have to be careful about um, putting the titles together again. <laughs> you'll, have, you'll have no mid-card title soon. <laughs> the, the, the IWGP Never World Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> It'd be, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the problem as well, isn't it? And, you know, I think um, the, I, I think the other thing about Jay White, what I think, because it was, I was looking on my feed as well, it's been eight years since the Bullet Club officially formed in, um, I think it was yesterday actually, yesterday was Bullet Club Day I think, and eight years of the Bullet Club, you know, and Jay White's a brilliant leader for them, you know, I think he's probably my second favourite leader after AJ, believe it or not, I think, yeah, I'm controversial with that. It's a little controversial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not even like he's done the most, he's the founding member, he wasn't there for very long. No, no. Um, I do. I, I did love Prince Devitt, um, but I just felt there was something missing at that point. Whereas AJ, when he came in, he just, maybe he just caught it at the right time, maybe he just caught the, you know, um, he just got it at the right point, the zeitgeist, but for, for me, yeah. he he was just the the king of the Bullet Club for me. And Jay White has been able to reinvent the Bullet Club after, you know, I mean, like the problem with, I, I know a lot of people like the Elite and I know a lot of people like Omega and the Young Bucks, but for me, it just became too oversaturated and there were just way too many people. And he looked in, it, it became like NWO, 
99 where there was literally about 50,000 members and everyone was like part of the Bullet Club at one point, you know, and there was like many different divisions from many different, you know, like companies and it just became a bit too saturated for me. But I think Jay White has steered it the right way and then congrats to him for winning the belt, you know, and I'm looking forward to seeing who he faces next, you know, because the never open weight title is one of those which has had a really strong history of matches, you know. Um, it'd be great to see him against Ishii or see him against um, Naito or somebody if that happened. Is there anyone in particular you'd like to see him face for the belt or, or defend the belt against? Well, um, do you know what would be exciting to see when Suzuki comes back? Oh yeah, to go to go for it again. That'd be awesome. No, that, that would be exciting. That'd be awesome. That'd that, be crazy. Just for him to turn up and be like that, that's mine. That'd be crazy. I'd love that. He, just, um, just for him to turn up, just come back again and be like, right, I'm having it. You, yeah. you don't really have a choice. Yeah. You can either give it to me now or give it to me later, which do you prefer? It's, um, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. Suzuki's awesome, let, let, let's be fair. Yeah, I mean, you know, Suzuki's just Suzuki. one of a kind. It's Suzuki. Suzuki. You, this is the only way you can explain it. Yeah, he's just Suzuki, well, you know. It, the We Still Love Suzuki podcast, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, that's all, yeah, that's all it is, you know. We love Minoru Suzuki. And the thing about him is, as well, is that, you know, he can, again, he's him against Brian Danielson as well. That would be amazing if you were going to do dream matches. But because he can be funny, he can be serious, he can hit hard, he can technical. Wow. That would be something he, special. He that covers everything, doesn't he? He does. He does. And... He's uh, so um, just charismatic. You know, you can't not watch him. You know, he's just so good at what he does. And, you know, it's um, exciting times, you know, and it's exciting to know that, you know, Jay White is finally wearing gold again and that a UK, well, a UK native and Will Ospreay is holding the, uh, the IWGP World Championship. I mean, you know, I was really, um, although I was, Sad Ibushi had lost the belt in a way. I was really, really pleased that Will Ospreay, who's a British native, had actually won the belt after so long of no one holding the title from England and Britain. I mean, you know, it's a great kind of um, achievement for a British wrestler to be truly the, you know, the elite world champion over in Japan. You know, I think that says a lot about him and the stock they've put into him, you know. Um, Well, Speaking of Bushi, we did speak about this last week on the show, but my idea for, um, for we did the what we'd like to see in the summer from a company outside WWE, and I was talking about if Bushi took the title back off um, of Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega in his hunt to be the title collector turns off and Bushi's his final boss battle. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That's what in, I want to see in the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> Oh, it'd be, wow! It'd be unbelievable. It'd be amazing with all his gold, all Kenny, all Kenny's gold. But it doesn't matter because he's he could put it all on the line against Kenny. Sorry, against uh, Ibushi just for that one belt. You know that'd be amazing. Because he's um, like, it doesn't matter if I can't beat you, kind of thing. And yeah. Oh, you know it's exciting. That'd be amazing. Non-COVID era and everything as well, packed out. That'd literally sell out the Tokyo Dome. That'd just be nuts. You know, it would be, I think it'd be one of the biggest main events in Wrestle Kingdom history. Biggest, one of the biggest main events in wrestling history, I think, due to the story they've shared together. I think it'd be, you know, oh, a, fantastic. Oh, it'd be 
If they don't book this, it'll be a travesty to wrestling. We've got so much booking going on here. We've got full day jobs. We've got, you know, what we're going to do. We've been booking the whole, we've been booking the next six months, you know, for ourselves and for everyone else. They can give us a full-time job. It'd be fine. They can. They can. Freelance, you know, it's fine. You know, everyone's been working from home. We just need Zoom. You know, it's fine. We'll we'll, exactly. we'll be able to fit that in. <laughs> just, and, as long as I can book myself some in some storylines, then I'm more than game. Well, we've already got the rate, you know, Rivera in the rain. Like we've just, I'm going to keep pushing that now. I'm going to put that's hashtag, hashtag Rivera in the rain. You know, um, I love it. Needs to be a t-shirt, that. Needs to be a t-shirt. Oh, oh I need the picture first. We can, well, like I said, we'll get the sprinklers out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen, isn't it? It's going to happen. It is. It's got to happen now. Oh, definitely. And um, the other massive it's news. Go fund me. <laughs> Uh, and different, um, what are they called? Um, is it incentives that they call them on GoFundMe? What do they call them? On oh, Kickstarter. The tier system, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, different tier system. Yeah, we'd have to think of, we'd have to think of tiers. You could have your name on the back of the shirt or whatever, and then you could have one signed and all that kind of stuff. Oh, like a football shirt? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Oh, all the BBG wrestling team. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. It's, it's happening. It's happening. It's going to happen. <laughs> Brilliant. And um I mean the other big news, just just in terms of wrestling news and New Japan and stuff, next week on uh, AW we've got um we've got the massive IWGP US title match which has taken place between uh Yuji Nagata, uh the challenger against uh the Death Rider John Moxley, which I think's gonna be a match for the ages, I think. That's gonna it's be, be absolutely exciting, isn't it? Oh yeah. It's gonna, it's gonna be hard hitting. That's going to be, if it's anything to go by Moxley's previous matches against, you know, New Japan talent and his reign as the champion, I think it's going to be a proper, you know, fight and brawl and something to, you know... Right home about. It's going to be a real match. Yeah. It's not going to be mucking about. And and again, Yuji Nagata, he's, you know, uh, 50-plus and he can still go like a, like a young lion, you know, and he can hit hard. You know, like, he don't look about when he's gonna. You know, yeah. and and that um, those promos they had on on social media as well against one another. You can just, you know, that's one of those things where you just stand up and pay attention. You know that this is going to be. And maybe I mean Eddie Kingston might get involved in some way or something might happen as well. So you know, it's exciting to know that the Forbidden Door is still bringing out these um, you know, exciting dream matches. You know, I, I think, think it's um, more and more exciting, doesn't it? It does. You know, it does, because, I mean, we had, you know, we had Rebellion, and AEW's obviously brought in, you know, brought in Kenta, and then, you know, we've had uh, Maki Itoa from uh, Tokyo Joshi Pro, and we've obviously got Nagata coming in. Finn Juice won the Impact titles and then took them back to Japan. You know, lots of stuff going on. You know, I think it's, um, and I mean, obviously we've... It's all isn't it? It is. It is, because I was just about to say as well, with the British element of it as well, with us opening up again, you know, like tours and stuff, but also I know that like Impact's had a strong relationship with the UK, and, you know, you've got a lot of... I know AEW were keen to come back to the UK, and obviously New Japan will be, so, you know, seeing how that'll plan out as well will be exciting. You know, I think it's an exciting time to be a, a wrestling fan right now, and I think, especially here in the UK, when we've got things opening up and we've got stuff going on. You know, I think it's a, um, a spoil for choice, really. 
you know, and especially when we're booking show, we you know we're booking our own shows, and we've already, you know, set up storylines going forward in, uh, <laughs> you know, twenty twenty three, you know, fantasy booking them ourselves. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be exciting when we get that when we well, when we get the money to put it on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, we'll find us that pot of gold. <laughs> <laughs> we um we won't go to uh like, we won't go to no, we won't go to Herbie Abrams for any money. Um, like on Dark Side of the Ring, which was I watched the first. I I, I was naughty and I watched the the first part one last night on YouTube because I found it um about Brian Pillman, um which I was. Well, is for those people listening in the UK, I found it on YouTube. Um, I won't give anything away, oh. but I will say. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it was available <laughs> on YouTube. It was just that I was able to find it worldwide rather than just the US but I will say that it was brilliant um, some really interesting exclusive interviews and to say it's a two parter I can't wait to watch the second part um, definitely a, I think a series which is going to you know knock part one and part two sorry series one and series two out of the park in many ways you know I think they've really done a great thing this time Um that's also another question is before we head off. I mean, like in terms of Dark Side of the Ring, just because it is coming back, um, we haven't talked about it. Me and Chris and people haven't talked about it, but are you a fan of it? And like, do you enjoy watching it? I really do enjoy watching it because it gives you that insight of history of what, what can go on. Yeah. The, the, the Eddie Guerrero one was, was so sad. And yeah. Even in, in parts, it's, it's slightly worrying, especially if it is a wrestler. Yeah. It's... it's um, I think in one of the episodes Chavo said on was it was it on the Chris Benoit? I think it was on the Chris Benoit one where Chavo said that every every wrestler's got some form of um uh, C P D, the, the concussion issues. Yeah. And I was like, Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> it's the last thing you want to hear, Ray. Yeah. It's um definitely a um it's definitely a series which, you know, has opened my eyes to a lot of things what i didn't know were going on in you know in wrestling and you know a lot yeah. of people who um i didn't know i mean i mean the thing like the, the one which always i mean obviously owen hart's episode was was tragic you know like that was Broke such a heart, that one that did i can't watch that again that was just i was i was i openly made it here i was sobbing me i was just distraught. I was well. yeah i was just about to say the same thing yeah i, I cried my eyes out just, especially at the end yeah. Where I, think, I think is it his son who's talking about his dad? Orge. Is that his name, his son? Orge? Is it O-J-E? Oh, yeah. Orge? Yeah. And he's just saying about how he's thankful that he had the time that he was able to spend with him. Yeah. And Even sitting here, I'm just like... That, no. That it's, um, and it, it um, brings out a lot of things. I, th- I think what's interesting about Dark Side of the Ring, actually, is that it's a series which, although is about wrestling, doesn't actually... It doesn't actually look at wrestling itself. It looks at everything outside of wrestling, and, and you look at stuff. What you you know, like for example, the Jimmy Snuckle on what just looked at the criminal justice system and how it like completely just failed the um and how uh, Nan, you know like Nancy Argentino and you know like um like Gene, uh, Dino Bravo getting involved in the mafia and stuff and all of that. You know, like just crazy. You know, and it's mad, isn't it? Bad. Yeah, I knew nothing about that one. I found that one and his and his daughter and stuff talking about him. That was and uh, Jacques um, Jacques uh, Rougeau talking about it as well and stuff. And and you know, so 
definitely a series if you haven't seen it as well and you're listening to the podcast definitely check it out you can find it on all four um for free um and you know every episode is must watch there are some which i prefer more than others just because of the subject but i would say they're all fantastically made um the other one respectful as well yes yeah there's no times where you look at it and you go why have you said that yeah um you can tell that they've worked with wrestlers who are close to the situation yeah yeah because i was just about to say the one which um the other one which really upset was two actually the the other two what upset me was um was bruiser Brody in the first series and his oh that was uh, yeah his son and his widow um and you know the um i said about respect and stuff and just how they were talking about about him and you know the uh respect that you know obviously all the wrestlers had for him and that situation was just insane but um the other one which was the the best the the, the best one that, that two actually no i will say this the best one in terms of a story which i literally knew nothing about was the uwf because i feel that was the because although it was very dark it also had moments of great humor in it and it wasn't yeah. it was just a, such a beautiful story told and so crazy but the one which i think was the most raw barrow in heart was probably um the von erics with kevin von eric when he was talking about his family and stuff and his brothers and you know like all what happened to him and you know yeah. obviously i knew nothing well i, I knew some of it but I didn't know a lot about what happened to him and obviously seeing his sons and stuff. That and was I think very he was heartbreaking as well. Yeah. I think he was very from such a big family and all of it yeah. going one by one. Um and his dad ending up poorly and stuff. And he said that line, didn't he, which um has been caught up before where I think he said, um I used to have I used to have five brothers and now I'm not even a brother or something, which is just like That was it, yeah. Yeah. So sad. You know, so That's sad. It absolutely breaks your heart. Um, but again, treated with great, you know, great respect and great dignity, and you know, you, you can tell that they put people at their ease. And it's just such a quality production, you know. It just, it just is one of those shows which you just want to watch to see what's going, you know, not just in terms of what's going to happen, but to find out the story and find out a conclusion, you know. Um, so season three is due to start when this goes out. I think it'll be tomorrow um, in the US. So hopefully soon here in the UK. And from the ones which have been announced for season three, do you have a particular one you're really looking forward to? I haven't actually seen the ones that have been announced for season three. Oh, haven't I haven't yet. E- no, I didn't even realise it was coming out. Oh really? I did. Yeah, I saw I saw the Brian Pillman one announced, which I'm very excited to see. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I guess there must be more coming soon. I didn't realise they'd been announced yet. Yeah. Um. This they have actually done. Season three is in two parts, so they're doing six at the beginning, I believe, and then seven for the final final part of season three. So, um, okay. yeah, it's uh, I won't give anything away on the podcast, and if anyone wants to find anything out, you can search for them on uh, social media and find it all. But there are some really interesting ones this time, um, and some very interesting-looking interviews that are going to come from it. And Jericho's doing the narration again, and he's great at doing the narration. Um, he's great it's just got a look so. here, and there's, a, there's the four episodes that have been announced yeah there's the two part of brian pillman the ultra violence of nick gage and yeah. the collision in korea i think the collision in korea is going to be an interesting one yeah um 
definitely definitely one I wasn't expecting to come out and uh, for them to get access to. So that'll be a definitely I'm very exciting. very very interested to hear that one. Yeah, because um, I want to see what uh, everything that Flair has to say, especially if he's getting interviewed for it. Yeah, um, I think there'll be some interesting interviews on that one, and Nick Gage as well. I think is another one which is definitely going to be very um, you know. Well, if, if it's anything to go by the new Jack one, I don't think there'll be any minting of words, let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> there'll be no, no pulling of punches. No, absolutely not. No, both uh, verbally and physically in the case of Nick Gage. I think um, that was not something in his repertoire. Um, so it's uh, definitely one to check out. And like I said, you know, if you are um, wanting to catch up with them before season three, you can find one, two on there, all four here in the UK. Um and definitely, you know, something to watch as well as watching all the wrestling taking place. So I think that kind of finishes up this episode and we've just gone over the hour mark, Lance. I think we've done ourselves proud for this episode I, I of BBG have. Wrestling. I think I'm we sure have. Chris is going to be fuming because we've gone over the hour, but I'm sure he'll have fun editing it, editing it down. I'm sure he will. And it's better to have more than less. That's what I always exactly. say. Exactly. Definitely. You never, want, you never want too little. No. And um, absolutely not. And I'll, uh, where can people find you on social media to uh, find you and follow you? Oh, well, people can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Lance underscore Rivera. You can find me on Facebook at Lance Rivera Playboy Prince. And you can find me on YouTube at Lance Rivera. And if you want to get some beautiful Playboy Pleasure t-shirts, you can find them all at lanceravera12.bigcartel.com. Awesome. And you can, that now, aren't I? <laughs> you are. <laughs> and um, you can find me, as I said earlier on, Stephen Jackson at stj215 on Twitter. And um, just to let everyone know as well, I've got some really exciting um, interviews coming up as well. I've got an interview just been released with Eli Knight, who recently wrestled um, at the collective over in GCW. So that was really good. Um, I recently interviewed a New Zealand wrestler called Cool Guy Sky, um, who's due to wrestle for the um, SP. PW uh, New Zealand Championship on my birthday, the 21st of May. So I hope he ends up winning the belt in a couple of weeks' time. Best birthday present ever, I hope. And um, I have one more interview due to come out, which is with um, the United Wrestling Network announcer, James Kincaid. Um, so that's due to come out um, soon as well. So check out those. And finally, you can find BBG Wrestling on Twitter at BBG Wrestling, and you can find us on our website at www.bbgwrestling.com. So that does it for me, Stephen Jackson, and for Lance Rivera. Thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we'll catch you all again next week. And thanks, Lance. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs>